Welcome to Talk for Twelve, a podcast hosted by the women at Orange Evangelical Church. These 12-minute episodes teach from God's Word and encourage and equip women in their daily walk with Jesus. Where do you find rest? When do you prioritise rest in your life with your family and with God? Hi, I'm Lily, and today I'm joined by Sam and Christy as we unpack these questions and talk more about how we practically introduce rest into our lives every day. Thought as a fun starter question, girls, I'd ask you what the ideal day of rest would look like for you and your family. Sam, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, sure. I think my ideal day of rest would start by not being at home. I love being out in nature, I love camping, so I think unzipping a tent on a beautiful clear morning, having a coffee that I've boiled the billy over the fire and spending a day just being out and about, preferably without my phone (laughs) and away from responsibilities. Good book, time to journal, time to draw. Awesome. And Christy? Similar, actually. I would love a day where I can just roll out of bed whenever I'm ready to get out of bed. That doesn't happen ever. Finish a hot cup of tea and or coffee. Read a book. Get out in nature as well. Go for a walk or a run. And probably even some music in there somewhere. Just sit at the piano. Not interrupted would be amazing. Yeah. The joys of children, yeah? Yeah. Oh, (laughs) they're beautiful. They're beautiful. (laughs) I similarly would really like a day where I could get out of bed without being woken up by cries or my husband going, do you know where this is? Yes. (laughs) I really like swimming, which isn't super practical in orange, but when I was living in Wollongong, it was a regular occurrence and I'm a big gamer as well. So chucking that in somewhere would be helpful. Mm. Now moving away from ideals and back into practicality, what does it look like for you to find rest in your everyday life now? Okay, so with three children, it is difficult. Now that they all sleep most of the time through the night, I have started getting up before them every morning. So I set my alarm and I get up before they are up and I make a cup of tea and I have my spot, sit in the lounge, get out my Bible and I just let myself get ready for the day, read the word of God, offload whatever is on my head, heart, and get ready for the day. And I found that's really been helpful to start the day in the right way. And I'm trying to get better at just taking moments to rest. I think I'm the kind of person who always has a to-do list in the back of my mind. So trying to just let that go sometimes and be present and let myself sit down for a couple of minutes and enjoy where I am and what's happening. 100%. I have one child compared to your three and he's six months old. At the moment he'll only sleep when he's held so we have one hour, two hour long contact naps during the day where I'm stuck on the lounge. Mm. That's where I find my time Mm. to pick up my Bible and hopefully I have made my cup of tea before I've sat down holding my son and (laughs) that's where I spend my time in the Word of God and when I pray and when I spend time meditating on his Word. Mm. But Sam, you don't have kids Mm. in your life. Where do you find time to rest? Yeah, it's actually been a tricky one. I think the fact that I don't have kids is sometimes something that burdens me a little bit because I feel guilt about time that I might have that others my age mightn't. And so I find myself saying yes to lots of things Mm. and I find that I actually do struggle to have time. So yeah, one way that I'm working on finding rest is by learning how to say no to even good opportunities 
taking a realistic look at my week and my time. Still being involved in lots of good things, but practicing saying no at times. But for me, the mornings like Christy are really precious and I've just moved into a place on my own and that's been really lovely. I've been living with people for many, many years and so having my own routine has been something that's been quite challenging. Yeah, I've got this spot where every morning I make a coffee I go and sit. I've got a beautiful view of my backyard and some gum trees and I spend time reading and journaling and praying and one thing that I found quite restful is just slowing down in God's word as well. So instead of burdening myself with a huge chunk to read and Mm. feeling like that's a really important and good way to spend my morning, slowing down on just one verse or one phrase and just meditating on that and that's actually been quite restful and helpful for me. I don't have to achieve a whole chunk. I can just slow down. I think Mm. if we burden ourselves with the pressure of having to really in-depth dive into God's Word and read big chunks, it can kind of prevent us from wanting to pick it up in the first place. Mm, Totally. Thank you for sharing, Sam. Moving away from how we find rest, we often have challenges when it comes to practically finding spaces to rest in our everyday life. What are your challenges in your life and how do you overcome them? I can't say that I'm time poor because... Everybody has the same amount of time. I've been challenged with that recently. But how we choose to use the time is what really matters. So we try very hard not to overschedule things. Mm. And like Sam was saying earlier, trying to think about the things that you say yes to and consider how much time they actually take during the week. So serving in one way might be one hour on a Sunday, but you have the preparation time for that. And in saying that, one of the things that I've had to do this year, being back at work, is I've had to have really strong boundaries around my work. So I allocate one night a week to do schoolwork. And then I tend to schedule out the rest of the week as well, in terms of once the kids are in bed, what am I gonna do with my time? And I plan it out and the plans change, but hang out with friends, have dinner with friends, read a book, read a Christian book, watch a TV show, and just try and think really specifically about the things that actually fill me up and help me feel rested rather than just having empty time. Because I think that's a challenge too, is that sometimes you have time that you know you can rest, but sometimes you can spend that whole time thinking, what would be the most restful thing to do? And then you get stressed (laughs) about finding the most restful thing to do, and then you've wasted that time as women handling lots of different spaces outside of the home and inside the home our plates kind of get filled higher and higher and higher but then if your plate is too full things fall off Mm. so that's where rest is really important Sam you've already touched Mm. a little bit on saying yes to too many things Mm. can you expand on that yeah sure I think one of the great challenges that I have is actually valuing rest so when I weigh up time with some friends or a catch up with some people after work or even something early in the morning that might take the place of my precious time. I often find it difficult to value rest as a really good thing, as something that's maybe a higher priority than other things. And as a result, I do find that I am scrambling at the end of the week to just find the space and time to do what I need to refresh myself for the coming week ahead. And I've been really challenged over time to actually consider rest as something that is good that is helpful for me in living life well and being a good friend and a good workmate and someone who's able to come and serve at church. I need to give myself time to replenish and to refresh. I can't just go non-stop. 
but as a result that means I need to prioritise rest over other things. Yeah, absolutely. It's hard to pour out of a vessel that's already empty, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Rest is where we refill that jug of water, to extend the metaphor. Mm-hmm. Last episode, Sam, you talked a lot about the Sabbath and biblical rhythms of what rest looks like. And the Sabbath, when outlined in God's word, is very much based culturally on what to do and what not to do. And so applying the Sabbath into our modern lives can look a bit tricky. My husband works in IT. I like playing video games. A really practical Sabbath for us is to take a step back from technology, especially our phones. I would try and do that once a week, a weekend a month, and a week a year. That's how we Sabbath and spend time away from our distractions to focus on God. Uh, Christy, you've got three kids mm. and a husband and some pets. Do you guys kind of have the Sabbath in your family or try and practice it? What does that look like for you? Yes, our house is a busy one. One of the things that we have started doing in the last few years, every Sunday afternoon, our kids will have quiet time, which means that we get quiet time. (laughs) And what that looks like when they were younger, it was, okay, you're going to spend some time in your room. It's not a punishment. Here's a story you can listen to. Here's some coloring. Here's some Lego, just something they can do in their rooms by themselves for an hour or so. And it just gives all of us a chance to breathe. I think we've really seen the benefit of doing that. Sometimes it means saying no to other things. Other things we do, like Sam was talking about before, we do adventure days with our kids. So we'll get out in the bush somewhere, go for a walk and just enjoy God's creation. Practicing the Sabbath will look different for every family. Yeah. And even the same family in different seasons, it'll it'll change and adapt. And that's, that's a really right. important thing to remember that it's not going to be a cookie cutter. It's not going to mm. fit every person the same way. When we rest, we kind of slow down what we're doing and intentionally take in other things around us and spend time with the people that we love. They're really great things about rest. I find that slowing helps us grow our trust in God. How do you find that statement to be true uh, in your life when you rest? This is something that I was really challenged by when I was at Bible college, actually. Mm -hmm. So um, the idea of stopping my work so that I can have time off as a way of just letting go and realising that I've done my best, I've done enough, and that the world will continue turning (laughs) and that God will still continue sustaining things, Mm. even if I put my pen down and I finished there for the day. And look, that was something that I really, really struggled with while I was studying, while I was doing my master's and living on campus, surrounded by lots of opportunities for distractions and and essay writing always as a pressure. But what I was really encouraged by and something that I think I'm still trying to really establish as a rhythm in my week now, I was encouraged by some friends of mine who every Saturday, they chose one day a week where they would put their pens down completely, shut their laptops, turn their phones off. And even with deadlines looming, they would not do any work on that day. And I could not comprehend that in the midst of huge amounts of pressures, especially final year exams and assignments. But it really showed me their attitude towards being willing to stop, even as the pressure was mounting and mounting. It just helped me to see their perspective, which was that God's in control. (laughs) I'm just going to do my best here. And yes, I'm going to work really, really hard on the six days around that day off because I know I'm going to take that day off. But there was a real act of trust in God that they demonstrated through that. And as I was challenged by them as to why maybe I wasn't taking time off, as I was challenged myself thinking, why can't I? 
take a day off like them. I was able to see that, yeah, there was, there was a real trust in God that they were putting into practice by being willing to say, that's enough. And I'm going to enjoy this day that God has given me and rest so that I can be prepared for the week ahead. Yeah, that idea of rest, of stopping being an act of just putting into action the true belief that I have that God is truly in control of the world and that I am not. <laughs> Going on from that too, I find that I think I was chatting with my mom actually a couple of weeks ago and she was saying something along the lines of being tired is an opportunity for you to realize that you are a limited person and God is unlimited and you remember your place in connection with him. It's just been actually a real encouragement because I think for a lot of us, getting tired is something that happens most days. <laughs> and to see it as an opportunity to remind ourselves that God is God and we are not, and that his call for us to abide in him daily is not just something that he says because it sounds nice, but it's something so integral to who he is and who we are and how he's called us to live and that life actually works better when we live it the way that he's called us to. God works without me, but he chooses to use me and I can choose to walk with him. But his plans and his salvation for the people that I love and work with, it's not dependent on me. And so I can take the pressure off like... Sam was saying and if I can trust God then I can actually walk slower and be less stressed because I'm not taking on myself what God is doing himself. Absolutely it's always good when we think about rest and how we find it and how we find challenges and applying it to our lives kind of sit back and remember the push that actually all rest on earth pushes and pulls us to the ultimate rest that we have in Jesus. Mm. Thank you so much for joining us for season two of Talk for 12. Make sure you check the show notes for any resources. We ourselves will be taking a rest over Christmas and the new year and jumping in to a series on discipleship when we come back. And we hope that you'll join us then. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Talk for 12. For the show notes and resources of this episode, or to email us, visit the podcast website at oechurch.org.au forward slash talk for 12. That's the number 12 in numerals 1, 2. Thanks for listening. We hope you join us next time.